Hello, and welcome to the Superhero by Design podcast, a show where we interview real life superheroes. My name is Ace, and I'll be your host. I'm really excited about today's show because the woman you are about to meet is for all you parents out there. That's right. This episode is for the men and women who have children, nieces, nephews, or really anyone who has a child in their life. This guest has decades of experience working with children and their parents and has appearances on TED Talk, numerous podcasts, and the Acton Academy Network. Let's give a superhero by design welcome to Alexis Dries. Alexis, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Ace. Thanks for the invite. Thanks for having me. Hey, the pleasure's all mine. I'm really excited about this episode. And just to tell the audience real quick, Alexis has over 25 years of experience in child development and parent coaching. She is now launching what she calls the Parent Academy, which is an online platform for mentorship, support, and resources for parents and their children. You can find more information on her website at alexisdrees.com. That's spelled A-L-E-X-I-S-D-R-E-E-S.com. You can also follow her on Instagram at Parent Academy Community. All right, Alexis. I always start with the curveball to start off the show. You ready for it? I'm ready. Throw it at me. All right. Sounds good. How are you doing today? I'm great. Awesome. I love that you're on this show. We talked a little bit before the show about you being a coach for kids and parents. I don't think I've had anyone on this show with your skill set. And I know we're going to blow this thing wide open. I know you have so much experience and knowledge when it comes to raising children. You've got, I believe, four of them yourself, right? Yes, that is correct. I have four, four boys. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that, is, that is incredible. I'm, I'm sure they keep you on your toes all day, every day. Um, but all day, every before day. we get, <laughs> I love it. Before we get into what you're doing right now, all the amazing things you're doing with children, parents, and all the innovative things that you do in your life, how did you even get into this realm? And, and can you tell us a little bit of the journey of how you got here? I think it's really relevant to start when you're young. So because I work with kids and I have worked with kids for so long, I'm going to go way back because okay. my connection to working with children um, started really young. I spent a lot of my time at the community pool and I took it upon myself to like start a babysitting business. Um, there at the community pool. And so I would tell parents, like, I will watch your child over here, or I will swim with them. And it really, I had, I think at the same time I was doing that, I also still had dolls. Like, I loved playing with dolls. Play was very important to me. Um, And so I, you know, would go home and play with my baby dolls and in real life be babysitting. Um, And it just, from there kind of went on to being a camp counselor and then coaching teams um, of kids that were younger, mentorship in after school programs. Um, I wanted to become a landscape architect at one point. And so I went and took all the classes to be a landscape architect and ended up instead of doing landscape architecture, teaching gardening to kids through different programs that were offered at their school. And so it seemed like whatever I wanted to do and was interested in, I found my way back to teaching or mentorship or coaching. 
Um, and so I finally decided to uh, continue in education after I went to college and got my master's in early child development. And from there, I was just enamored with the whole idea of student-led and child interest learning. And so there was not a lot of that going on back in the very early 2000s, late 90s. Um, it just hadn't really caught on yet. And so I ended up spending several years in the preschool age group because there, there was no requirements. You weren't, you didn't have to leave that class that day knowing, you know, their ABCs. It was really about explorative learning um, and very active, right? And they are, what I say about kids that age, like they are 180% their personality. Like they come into the world so big and so bright and it just was captivating for me. So I owned a couple of preschools that I started myself. I taught in several early education environments. Um, I would, I try, you know, I also worked with middle school age and I did a lot of one-on-one -on -one mentorship and after school programs um, also with that age group. And then I decided when I had my own children to stop for a little while, closed down my schools, but I had lots of parents reaching out saying, oh, you know, you, you really helped us get through this. We just had our second baby. Like, what do you think about this? And so I thought, well, this is a really natural segue into working with parents. Um, and that was beautiful and so rewarding. And then when my kids got to school age, um, I yearned to get back into the classroom. And so I thought, what a magical experience to teach at the same school that my kids are at. And it was lovely, absolutely lovely. Like my oldest is 12, and so and my youngest is five. Um, so for several years, I, I taught a few of them and was in their classroom, became head of school of the school that they were going at. And so, you know, it's been this wonderful evolution of being in education, being with my own children, being an entrepreneur, being a coach. Um, and so now my focus has really turned to parents because the kids are going to be fine. <laughs> the kids are great. Raising kids right now, extremely challenging, probably more challenging than any other generation, just simply because we have so many options and so much information. Yeah, no, I... I don't have kids myself, like we were talking about earlier. However, mm -hmm. you always hear about the older generation saying, you know, I, it was much tougher, you know, now than it would was when I was a kid. Things were much easier, much simpler. And you hear that over and over and over again. However, as I venture into this realm of podcasting and social media and things like that, because I've kind of stayed away from it on the outskirts, but now that I'm in it, and I'm currently, like I told you, living with two teenagers and their parents are talking to them about cell phones and social media and, and everything that comes with it. I couldn't even imagine growing up in a world like we are today. Like I told you, I'm 2001 mm -hmm. technology. I'm just getting on board with 2020s technology. Can you speak a little bit of, yeah, how you work with parents in this realm? Because kids can be exposed to so much at such an early age. So I don't have a specific question, but how, 
how do you work with parents around an issue like this? It's it's really probably the the most popular topic I do talk about. We are due to social media and even some of the schools that our kids are in and the way that we communicate with our kids in general as a culture and as a society, we're having conversations that are not necessarily age or developmentally appropriate mm. so much earlier. And we're sort of forced into these conversations. Children are naturally curious. They ask great questions. And so we are navigating, like I said, conversations that are beyond their maturity, but we're forced into having them because they've either been exposed to them or the reasons as parents, what we're protecting them against, mm -hmm. right? So a lot of conversations in technology are, I don't want you to accidentally, you know, and, and some of us are having those conversations with our kids and some of them are having them with their partners. Here's what we don't want them to be exposed to. Here's what we're worried about happening in the future. You know, without a proper amount of research and without generations that have gone through this before, I mean, we are paving the way and figuring it out as we go along. You know, there's no blueprint. I had a coaching client just the other day. He said, I feel like I'm in this illusion that there's this perfect plan that I need to be following. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's, that is very well said. That there's somehow this magical, you know, you do this and then this happens, which for our generation was true. It's just not, it's not true anymore. That's it's just a different level of conversation in many layers. Yeah. No, I, I feel like how technology is evolving. Now we've got AI that's just blowing up out of the water. <laughs> the technology is changing and evolving so quickly. I, I agree with yeah. what you're saying. It's like every day you're trying to navigate something new, something different. And any parent I've ever talked to also say, well, once you master an age mm -hmm. bracket of where your child is, they flip the script on you immediately. And now you have to learn a new set of skills and ways to work with them, communicate with them, teach them, grow, grow with them. And I can't imagine doing all of that, which has happened since the beginning of time. However, now add technology and how that changes. And you and I both know that when we were younger, we were very quick to absorb things. Neuroplasticity plasticity was going nuts. And these kids mm -hmm. catch on so quickly with everything going on. So I, I can't even imagine, but I, I, I love how you say that because as entrepreneurs too, we have to mm -hmm. learn to kind of roll with the punches. Going out and taking action is so much more important than being on the sidelines, trying to get everything perfect and prep for everything, but not jump into the arena and start start playing the game of life. Exactly. And I think one of those things that comes from, comes from a deep, deep love, right? You, you have this little person and all of a sudden you are insanely responsible for them in a way that no one could explain to you until it happens. But I do think a lot of those conversations are coming, they are coming from a very loving place. Here's this being like you would love nothing more than to be able to give them the plan give them the cliff notes and say, hey, do this, do this, do this, and and you got this. You know, and it's, I mean, I'll take college as an example, right? 
I think when we were growing up, it was really like, here's the plan, here's the map for you to get into college. And once you get into college and you graduate, like success is yours. Mm-hmm. And now there's, we don't even have that one as something that everyone believes. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, 100%. So many families, you know, so many families think about things differently. And so there isn't a universal one way to do things anymore. And I think that's the brilliance of entrepreneurship and small businesses that are, you know, expanding every year that parenting is now following that a bit too. There isn't a one way to do things. Um, And so not only are your kids influenced by you as parents, but their peers and their peers' parents and their educational system and social media. So you have a lot more influence coming in on your kids. Yeah, no, exactly. And your family. You know, I think one of the, one of the things that Jason and I talk about a lot is like, uh, we'll come back to this phrase of like, every family is different. Every family is just different. You know, some are going to choose this and some are going to choose that. And it's all okay. And it all what works for you. But just because, you know, Tommy and Teddy get to play whatever video game for as long as they want, that's not necessarily how it's going to be at our house. Yeah. Exactly. There's a lot that you can teach in those moments too of like, Patience, understanding, compassion, respect. Um, and those are the connection over correction conversations. Oh, I love that. Connection over correction. One thing you had said is every family is different. And I think what mm-hmm. that really boils down to is because there's certain cultures that don't value a higher education, even to today in America. Mm-hmm. However, There are values that you teach to your children that you hold as a family. And I think it, when you work with parents, it's so important that even something as, as simple, you know, you and I are in the entrepreneurship space. So we, we talk about values a lot and we, we have our set of values. However, you ask someone what your what their values are. A lot of people probably can't tell you because they've never been asked that question. And I think it's so important. Like you said, every family is different, but you have to instill the values that you hold dear to, your, to yourself and your children, or else that's going to get filled up by something else or someone else. Exactly. You make a really, really good point. One of the things that I do in Parent Academy, you know, student, student teacher conferences, um, all of that is come up with what are your family's values. So I work with one-on-one clients right now. I do like a three-month program. And at the end of it, we come up with a family values and actions foundation because that's your contract that you go back to. So mm-hmm. in our household, um, we have a family values and actions um, contract. We call it a contract. That's just the verbiage that came up for us. Anybody can call it whatever they want. And so we sat as a family and everyone had their say and we came up with kindness, cooperation, and respect. And those were ours that if something is happening or we're trying to make a decision, like we're coming back to kindness, cooperation, and respect. And, you know, no one, when they have kids, usually as, you know, here's the other thing to touch on, which is when you have children, you are also growing your relationship. Yep. <laughs> you are trying to figure out who you are, who you are in your marriage, how you're going to raise these kids, you know, no one can fault you for not sitting down and saying, hmm, what are our family values? 
Um, but it is a key piece to how you make decisions going forward and how you come back to, you know, having those conversations with your kids. And they, and they can do that from a very young age. Um, when you have four kids, clearly cooperation comes up. <laughs> Because if we're not cooperating with each other, the six of us are never going to get anywhere. And so it's also different for each family. Like you said, maybe higher education, discipline, things like that are real value to your family. And that's great. That's what makes, that's what brings you together as a family. And those are also, you can change your mind. You can have mm. fluid values. Yep. Hey, when our kids were really tiny, it may have been survive. <laughs> <laughs> get through the day um, because there's different ages and stages. Right. And so finding that for your family is something that you can continue to go back to with your kids when you get the endless why, or even when they're teenagers and beyond how they make decisions later, like learn how to make decisions when you're younger. Mm. So you can learn how to make decisions when you're, when we're not around. We're not going to be there every single step of the way. Yeah. I mean, that's the help. <laughs> that's right. That's right. No, empower them. Empower them. Because mm -hmm. I know too, when I was growing up, yeah, when I was given responsibility, I was so excited. Like I felt like I was being able to not only grow in what I was doing, but I was giving back to my family. I was helping to be a part of the mm -hmm. family and, and contributing. Um, one, one question I do want to ask you. So you obviously work with a lot of parents. You said um, setting up values and actions and all of that. However, if somebody doesn't do that, do you find that people tend to default to how they were raised because they were never put in that position of having children until they do have children? And from what I see from my friends that are younger parents, a lot of them say, well, I do it this way because that's how I was raised. And they're like, no, but I do it this way because that's how I was raised. But without that mm -hmm. communication between the, the, the spouses, it yes. people are going to get upset, frustrated with each other. I'm, I'm guessing... Going back to what I asked originally, do people tend to default if they don't be proactive about understanding their values and, and things that come along with that? Yes. And here, here's a really important point on that, which is both your child and you as a parent are going through new stages of neurological development. So it is mm. very natural to go back to your fight or flight brain and do what you know. It's fight or flight. I did this thing. Why did I do that thing? Well, I don't know. It's just what I've seen before. And so I just went with that. It, it's not a fault or, or lack of, or lazy in any way. It's literally, that's how the brain works. You're triggered by something. You go fight or flight. You go to what you know. Mm. And what's fascinating about that is like your kids are going through the same thing at the same time. And so everyone's growing together in that way of saying, wow, that really set me off. I went and did something that is what I know. I can ask myself, is that something that I want to continue or is it not? Mm -hmm. So much is learned in the contrast. If we didn't argue or fight or do things, like we wouldn't get anywhere. That's how the brain and the mind decides. You know, so I hear a lot of parents being like, oh, I'm just doing this because my parents did this. That's okay. If you want to continue it, amazing. If you don't have those conversations with yourself that help you have those conversations with your child later on. It's really fascinating. The brain is, it's a whole different section of parenting and child development that is just, that's fascinating.
Yeah. I, I just, how much is, how many similar things are happening? Yeah, exactly. No, I, I just love what you said about the family is growing together. Cause usually you think of parents are here and then the children keep growing and, or keep growing and growing and growing. But I just love how you said that everybody is growing together. Cause that is so true. Like no one's there. There's a million books on parenting. However, until that baby comes out and, or you adopt that child or, or what, what have you, like, you don't know until you're in that driver's seat. And I'm very excited about the day that that happens to me. So, you know, I'll, oh. I'll ask as many, many questions as I can. However, obviously I, I am not <laughs> a parent, but <laughs> yeah, no, I'll have you on speed dial. That's for sure. Um, one, one thing I want to hit on, which I thought was insanely, uh, important was you had started with children, you said in kindergarten, right? And probably right around kindergarten, first grade. Yeah. So around that age, you said that the children are so much of themselves. They don't have mm -hmm. the disempowering beliefs or the stories that a lot of adults have. And we find as children turn into adolescents, young adults into full-fledged adults, we lose that child inside of us. Was that one of the things that drew you to younger, younger children? You had mentioned how important play was and all of that. Mm -hmm. uh, can you speak a little bit to why you were drawn so much to that age group to begin with? Yeah, I think there is an unbridled freedom about those really that, the young ages. We're talking about like two, three, four, and five year olds. Okay. You know, one of that one of the reasons is because their brain is very egocentric still, and they're developing this sense of who they are. It has always been a disconnect for me that by the time you're five, you're then going to what was very traditional education where they were like, sit down, you're going to do these few subjects and you're going to do them just like this. And I, I tried that and I just, it was just a disconnect for me. And so that's also one of the reasons I stayed with younger kids. There was, there was Montessori, there was Waldorf, um, and there was Reggio, which were like different educational philosophies that were growing, but there weren't any beyond preschool. And it's been such a joy to watch that spread. And I think that COVID was one of the greatest things to happen to education in that way, because it made families make different decisions. It interrupted the pattern, right? A total pattern interrupt. Yep. Um, and so that those those two things, one was... I felt most connected to that kind of educational philosophy and also to just that wild freedom of expression. And that, that it's such a beautiful thing. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Do you work with your parents at all on bringing that inner child out of them? Is there any work like that? I've, I know it's, it's so important. People talk about adults having time to play and, Mm -hmm. really reconnect with their, their younger selves. And, you know, there's no better chance to do that. If, if you do have a toddler or a, a, a young child, um, can you speak a little bit on, on how you work with parents when it comes to mm -hmm. being able to relate to their children? Yeah, I have been asked that question several times, you know, what's one piece of advice that you would give, or what's one thing parents can do? And my answer is really the same. You can just sit down and sit down with them. Just sit next to them, watch how your body changes, your energy changes, 
when we get so stuck, our brain can hold so many different things at one time. We are multitasking machines. But when you sit and you're eye level with your kiddo and whatever they are saying or doing, it just feels very different. And we, I often ask the question of parents too, like, how often do you play with your kids? And if they're like, oh yeah, I just, I don't want to play. I don't feel like playing, which I understand. I've been playing the same Lego games for 12 years. <laughs> like, I get it. <laughs> but there is bringing it back to the simple, the simple connection. Um, but yes, I, I really strongly believe you can play how you want to play. You can play imagine. You don't have to run around. You don't have to put the cape on. You don't have to do it up. You can just literally sit with them. That's incredible. Let them I, lead the show. I'm assuming <laughs> neurochemically a lot goes on. A lot of oxytocin, a lots of serotonin. Just, you know, we talk a lot about meditation and things like that. However, that could be very meditative as well as just being present. <laughs> observing not judging not thinking not judging not judging yourself for the feelings that come up i mean i definitely myself but i know other parents who are like gosh i sat down and i just started crying like, yeah yeah <laughs> it's overwhelming and stressful and it's okay for your kids to see you cry to have real emotions and real feelings you know it it ignites that compassion in them as well so yeah, that's incredible. That is incredible. Shoot, you're making me want to find find uh, some lucky lady and start a start a family here soon. Well, not not the best birth control. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I always say have have the babies, have more of the babies. Oh, that's incredible. Well, no, I love that. I love that. For everybody listening, we've got Alexis Dries on today. She has over 25 years of experience in child development and parent coaching. And she is now launching her Parent Academy, which is an online platform for mentorship, support, and resources for parents and their children. Check out her website for more information at alexisdrees.com. And also check out her Instagram at Parent Academy Community, all one word. All right. So let's see. Let's talk about the Parent Academy a little bit. It is launching okay. in September, correct? Yes. Launching right. in September. Perfect. What can people expect? Kind of give us a little bit of a walkthrough of, of what that program okay. program is and what you hope to uh, accomplish with it. I am. What I really hope to accomplish is a sense of community because parenting can be very lonely. And I hear parents say a lot of the time, you know, especially working in the education sector, parents are just saying, it's so nice to be in a community where I can see that other people are struggling with the same things or here's what this other family did. Um, so I think there's a lot of connection and support that comes from just being in a community. Um, I'm doing different monthly topics because I think one of my, I don't think, but I know one of my goals is to really learn to not learn to have, learn about the child that you have not that one that you hope that they're going to be or what mm. you were as a child, but truly yep. learning about the child that you have and how to be an advocate for them in this world. And I'll use my own kids as, as an example. I have four very different personalities. 
I cannot parent them the same way. And it has taken a long road and a lot of intention in learning about who they are on a neurological level, on a temperament level, on a nervous system level. And so uh, because I've been in child development for a long time and I've been in education, I really knew the resources. I knew who to ask. I knew what books to to read. And that's what I want to give parents. I want to give parents resources, experts in the field, everything from, you know, neurodivergent learning to the teen years to speech pathology and why um, all the neurological development topics and just how parenting with a partner um, and support in that. So I'll do weekly calls with different topics and then I'll always have an expert in the field that comes oh, nice. in and gives a talk themselves. So um, yesterday I had a conversation with an amazing parenting coach. She specializes in teens and families with teens. So she will come on and she'll give a talk about what specifically is happening for them neurologically, socially. Um, and then she's also someone that you can reach out to. It's so nice to have those resources to say, oh, I have further questions. Like, who can I go to? That's incredible. So I think that's really valuable um, and something I'd like to share. And then we'll also do retreats and workshops. Like, nothing has been better for my parenting than getting out of the house and getting around other parents <laughs> and doing something that has nothing to do with anything else. Massages, uh, body work, breath work, meditation but also fun, you know, hiking, being with friends, having conversations. That's incredible. That time off and connection with other adults. Yeah. I just, I I'm, just, I'm very excited to launch it. Yeah. No, I shoot. I'm like I said, I'm not even a parent and I'm getting excited about this because so many, and usually I can only tell, I have an identical twin brother, by the way, he's got two little girls. One of them is three. The other one's oh. about to be one. And so I live a little bit vicariously through him with, with his little girls, but I just hear so many parents, um, young parents talk about how they feel so isolated, so mm -hmm. alone. And you and I both know that when you isolate yourself, you're alone, things like tachykinin come out neurologically, you can mm -hmm. get depressed. And this is, this is real stuff. It's not, you're a bad parent. It's not that you should mm -hmm. feel guilty for feeling all of these things. Like I, social isolation is a huge problem. And I know COVID did an amazing thing for education, but it did a horrible thing for people isolating mm -hmm. themselves. Addiction Absolutely. rates went up, all of that. So I think, you know, when you talk about that, obviously I know this is a great resource for any parent out there. However, I always think about like when, when you were saying that, I was thinking about like single parents, the single mother or the single father mm -hmm. that through whatever life circumstance happened, they are now raising a child by themselves. And I know that their struggle is real, that it's difficult. However, like you said, weekly calls, just taking an hour out of your week mm -hmm. to be around people that you can, you can relate to, that you can connect to, that is such a huge thing. And that by itself, just the weekly call where everybody gets on together and, and joins up together, yeah. that by itself is well worth signing up and getting a membership because that alone is going to dramatically change your life. And then you're offering all these other amazing things. So I don't know, I'm, I'm getting excited. I'm not even a parent and I want, <laughs> I want to join this too, man. <laughs> yes. And all the calls will be recorded and in the oh, cool. app of the using circle. 
you know, it's it's going to be a resource. There'll be books, um, other people to check out, podcasts to check out, you know, just in those moments and, and ways to get together with friends because you're right, it can be very isolating and what's going on in your nervous system and with your family and we'll have topics about finances and all those things. So, yeah, thank you. It's it's going to be really fun and I hope that it continues and, and I really truly hope that it speaks to parents in a supportive way and not in a, hey, here's more things that you should do because that's, <laughs> that's not what we need. <laughs> no, no, there, there's te- too much information overload these days and having a w- one place you can go. It's very simple. You sign up, you become a member, you can show up every week, or like you said, listen to the calls. And now you don't have to mm-hmm. figure out, oh, I need to listen to this person and that person and go to this person and that person. It's essentially just, Hey, all the resources are here. You've been doing this for 20, over 25 years. Like you've mm-hmm. talked with all the professionals. You've read all the books. You are taking decades. I'd love to say this whenever you want to learn something and learn it fast and immerse yourself, like you were talking about with retreats and things like that, like take somebody who has decades of experience and they'll be able to condense it into days, weeks, months. It's incredible the amount of growth that people will have. And you're also growing a community where people can relate to one another. And the great thing is too, I know with any sort of community or tribe or whatever you want to call it, there's going to be a set of of values. Now, not all the values are going to be same, but there are going to be some fundamental values that align with everybody. And I just find it so cool and, and exciting that parents that feel like they might be drowning at times or stuck at times that they can reach out to someone like you and really provide them with whatever they need. And the coolest thing too about being in this space is even if you don't know it yourself, you don't have to have all the answers. You can tell a parent, hey, I don't know the answer. However, I know somebody who will be perfect to help you get through this obstacle, overcome this thing, answer all the questions you have. So I think that too, having these experts on and all these relationships you've created over the years are now available to anyone that that signs up with you. It's, It's incredible. Thank you. It really birthed itself. It came from, okay, I have worked one-on-one with parents. I get a lot of reaching out via email or phone of, hey, who can I talk to about this? Why is my kiddo doing this? Hey, we just went to this school. Do you feel like that's the right school? And I just thought, wow, this is this is taking on a life of its own. And it's almost not fair to share it, not to share it anymore. Um, so it, it's been a lot of years in the making. It truly has. And it's coming from a very authentic and organic place. And that's a great way to start any new adventure. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, I, I love it. I love it. Now we had mentioned, and I haven't promoted it yet, but we had mentioned before the show (laughs) that you do one-on-one coaching as well with parents. Can, can you jump into that a little bit? Yeah. So I do one-on-one with families. Um, it's always kind of been on a reach out basis, um, but recently I created a program that is really, it's a three month program. I work with both parents um, and then we meet via, you know, Zoom call or, or another video call um, for, a, for a few months and then we come back together and that's where we're creating that family values and actions, right? Like we're coming up with, here's what, here's what it sounds like, here's what it is, here's how you can make it through some things. And so sometimes I was just doing parent coaching 
kind of on an endless loop and uh, clearly it never ends. I mean, how many of us, I still call my mom like every other day. <laughs> so, um, and so what I wanted to do was condense that. I also created um, what I call the four P's, which is pause, peace, perspective, and purpose. And using those four P's to stop in the moment when you're going through a conflict or even when you're going through a triumph, you know, to say, pause, wow, what's happening here? Because celebration can, should be equally enjoyed with trials. <laughs> and I think a lot of times we forget to do that. But how you can use those four P's specifically in your family. And so what I do is we talk about the kids individually and then I'm telling them what's happening neurologically, developmentally, and temperament-wise, because each family has this unique code. That's why there's a million parenting books. In fact, I think the number one New York Times best-selling book right now is a parenting book. And so people want to talk about it, and they want the answers, but it <laughs> truly is a unique code in your family. You're taking however many of you that are very unique and individual and then putting them all together in some that's what I'm walking parents through is really to understand themselves, their kids, their relationship, how they work as a family, because it gets very messy in there, right? Because you got a lot of yeah. things going on. There's a lot of layers. Um, so that's what I'm doing with families right now. Yeah. And, and to loop and, back to something you said earlier, learning about the child you have, not the one you hope for, or the one you envision is really getting to learn and know about and understand the child you have. Because Everyone I know that has had multiple children say that each child that they have is completely different from the other child or the other children. And it happens very quickly. You, you know exactly probably when that happens, but mm -hmm. it starts at a really early age and they are completely different, unique people. So I, I feel like it's important just to point out again, like what you do is, is you really show open people's eyes to who people are, how to connect with them, how to learn with them, how to grow with them. It's, and, and you do it from so many different angles. It's not just take action, take action, take action. It's, there's a psychological yeah. part of it. There's a neurological part mm -hmm. of it. There's an emotional part of it. And you're able to simply break all of those things down in simple, easy to understand pieces so that people can put them together and move forward and, and grow together as a family. Absolutely. Like I was saying, when they're younger, those traits are really easy to see, right? The traits of temperament, what they're going through developmentally in stages and stages, and then neurologically. And I hear a lot of parents will say things like, well, you know, they'll just grow out of it. Actually, what you really want is you want them to grow into it. Mm. You want them to understand who they are. There will be social conditioning. There will be, you know, rules from the outside world. Um, but in those, it's the old adage, right? People don't change. Well, it's kind of true. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they become more of who they are, and then they're conditioned by other areas and environments that they're in. And that's normal. We want that for them. We want them to know how to act in a library and at a playground and that they're very different. We want them to know how to act on the phone with an adult versus with one of their friends, right? And so that's a lot of times what I feel like I'm walking parents through too. It's like, let's help them grow into who they are and speak to the highest self of who they are instead of waiting for them to grow out of certain things. Oh man, I can only imagine how many children and parents you work with where the parents are like, 
man, my child knows who more of who they are than I even know who I am myself. Yeah. That's yeah. incredible. It's a really good point. It's, it's the most rewarding part of parenting is looking at that connection and having your children help you grow into more of who you are. That's amazing. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Full circle, 360. No, that that's incredible. I love that. Like, I don't want to drop my mic, but that that was a mic drop moment. Um, <laughs> all right. Speaking of children, this is a superhero <laughs> program. I love superheroes. I love talking about superheroes. Couple superhero questions for you. If you do or don't have a superhero name yet, what would your superhero name be? Oh, I have one at oh. our house, and it's and uh, yeah, I have four boys. We play lots of superhero games. We watch lots, of and somehow I have been Sparkle Princess for a long time. Oh, so that is amazing! Sparkle Princess. I love that. I love that Sparkle Princess. All right, Sparkle Princess. I'm the princess. only lady in the whole house, so I have to be something girly and princessy. That's right. You got it. You got to balance the. Uh, the uh, adrenaline or yeah the estrogen in, in that there's not a lot, whole lot of it in that household <laughs> <laughs> well okay sparkle princess what are some of your superpowers let's see i think some of my superpowers i can be calm in moments of stress um that's certainly one of them i can laugh in the face of total chaos I think those would probably be my top two. Awesome. It, I get a vision of the eye of the storm. You are the eye of a freaking storm that is just going all around you and you're able to stay centered, collected. That's incredible. Yeah. And, and being married to Jason Drees, I'm, I'm guessing, yeah, a lot of energy and being centered is, is definitely a focal point in your, in your household. Yes. Yes. I think I bring a lot of the stability and the schedule and the planning and he brings a lot of the fun and excitement. That's amazing. Well, let's see. Last superhero question I have for you is who are some superheroes that are in your life? Oh, what a great question. I feel like a lot of times for me, especially right now, it is the single moms um, who are doing such big things on their own, who persevere through an unbelievable amount of challenges and just exhaustion um, and are doing it so well. I also think some of my superheroes currently are those who are paving new pathways in child development and in parenting, like Becky Kennedy, who just wrote the book Good Inside, that's now the number one best-selling book, who's really teaching this love language in a different way. Um, I think those are those are probably my two biggest ones. And and I, I I will say though, I do find a lot of times lately that my own kids. Yep. That might sound cheesy and over the top, but you know, my son said to me last night we've had a lot of changes in our family lately uh, over the last few years. And he just kind of looked at me and he said, you know, mom, next time somebody offers you a job in another state, like, can you just not take it? 
And I just thought in that moment, like, wow, you have gone through so much in these last few years and you just continue to find a new understanding, a new peace and, and be adaptable. And not, it's hard to be a kid sometimes. So I, I guess they're probably my superheroes too. That's incredible. No, you, you guys definitely have like a, a superhero family. That's for sure. <laughs> you should come over sometime. <laughs> I would love to, and I'm, I'm one of the, we added a puppy in the mix too lately. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, the, the short little, little spurts that I've, I've had to play with like my, my friends, kids and my, my nieces and all of that. I definitely play that good uncle role because I will get down with them and I, I'm, I'm not the guy to sit next to them unless they're, you know, really into something and, and quiet, but I will get on my hands and knees and I will be a child along with them because I, I just (laughs) love, love the energy. I love the spirit that children have. And I feel like I get so much just being able to connect with them. However, however I'm able to. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that day where I have my own. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Read that, share that joy. So it just makes you feel alive. You know, that's lovely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so for everybody listening out there, I know you had given uh, a tip and a tool for people to essentially sit with a child, sit with their child and just Mm -hmm. be present with them. And I think that is incredible. However, if they want, um, let's just say one resource that they can get on your website. I know you said you have a ton of resources like books, articles, things like mm-hmm. that. What's one one resource that you would recommend to everybody listening? Oh, that's a really good one. It doesn't um, have to be the top, just whatever whatever you yeah, think. Yeah, just one resource would be really looking at any article, but Dr. Brooke Weinstein does a lot of work on the nervous system. And she was an OT that worked for kid, with kids for many years and has transitioned into working with parents. And she brings so much light and understanding to what's happening, what, what, the beha- what behavior is happening and how that's connected to your nervous system. And, mm, you know, okay. for Jason and I, it has been such a game changer for us. When you are going a million miles an hour, right? And your brain is going a million miles an hour and your nervous system is just shot. Like you're really not going to get anywhere. And the same with your, is true of your kiddos. And so I would say if you're, you know, investigate her just because, and, and research her just because she's doing so much of it on in, in with a large audience, but also just any kind of book article that you can find, you can Google it, just like learn about your nervous system. That's incredible. And yeah, for everybody listening, they know I'm a huge nervous system guy and it will, yeah, once you how to learn about your nervous system and how to use it properly, how to leverage it, how to grow and change it, then that's really how you get control of your life. That's how you Mm -hmm. get that power back and that will propel you forward, whether it's with your kids or your teenagers or people in your life, the interactions we have with other parents and, and, um, school teachers, principals, all of that. Like once you understand how to take control of your life, oh my goodness, people okay. are going to be coming up to you saying, man, girl, what's, what's different? What is going yes. on with you? <laughs> it's true. Your life is your medicine, right? Your nervous system is your medicine too. 
Oh, that's so true. That's so true. Well, Mm -hmm. I'm so happy that I've been able to have you on this show, your, your depth of knowledge. And I know we didn't even scratch the surface with it, but I, I'm so excited that I got this opportunity to talk with you and for my audience to listen to what you had to say here, a little bit about your story and the services that you provide, because everybody, whether we realize it or not, we all need help at times and to be building a community like you're building. It's just, man, it's so incredible for anybody that has a child or work, even works with children. They don't even have to have children of their own. Um, No, you can be the uncle, the aunt, the grandparent, the, you know, primary caregiver works for everyone. That's so, so incredible. Well, I, I really appreciate all of this. And for everybody listening, once again, this is Alexis Dries. Go to her website, alexisdrees.com. There you're going to just find tons of resources. You'll find for her community. You can sign up for that. And is there anything else that you'd like to tell the audience before we go? Thank you, Ace, for having a podcast, for doing the work that you do, for spreading such positivity and authenticity. I think that it's just a gift that keeps on giving. So thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, I really appreciate you saying that. And I just feel completely blessed and honored that I am able to come on and have people like you come on to this show. Because at the end of the day, we're all in this together. We are a community, a world community, and we are here to help empower and grow one another. It's all about growth and contribution. That's I keep preaching that over and over and over again. Once you live a life of growth and contribution, there's nothing else that matters at that point. Yes. Thank you for that. Awesome. Well, for those of you who are listening, thank you once again for tuning in. I know you could be anywhere in the world, but you chose (laughs) to spend your time with me. So thank you very much. And just keep it, you know, keep on, uh, shoot. I am so bad with advertising. I'm about to break script right now. Um, all the podcasts (laughs) talk about, I'm, I'm totally going off script right now. Everybody talks about sharing and I, I just, I'm, I'm so bad at self-promotion. So definitely follow Alexis on Instagram, follow me, Ace Haggerty on Instagram, share this with one or two people. If someone like Alexis reaches out to you or someone like her husband, Jason as well, who is an incredible man, incredible human being, share the show. This is how we make it bigger, like it, subscribe. That's how we can get this message out to more people. So I know I went off script because I don't have a plan script because (laughs) I'm horrible. I won't be forever, but right now I am working on (laughs) on bettering my advertising. So um, anyways, once again, Alexis, thank you so much for coming on. My pleasure. Thank you so much, Ace. All Well, for everybody listening, remember, with great power, there must also come great responsibility. And like that, ace out.